You are listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast, an honest and non-judgmental discussion on faith in God and the doubts we often have, why it's sometimes difficult to trust God, and how we can know with a surety that He loves us. This show centers on strengthening and rebuilding our faith after loss, tragedy, or when coming to Christianity from a non-Christian or pseudo-Christian worldview. Now, here is your host, Gene Curl. Hello and welcome back to Recovering Faith Podcast. Usually, uh, my podcast, I also write a blog to go along with it, but I'm not doing that this week, uh, partially because I uh, can't really type right now. I've, I usually do a lot of preparation and write the blog and then, and then uh, use the blog as kind of a uh preparation for the podcast but this week I've been extremely busy I've been uh, working on my house trying to remodel the upstairs and uh, trying to get it all done because I'm renting out a room and the guy that's going to rent the room is supposed to be moving in on Thursday so that'll be tomorrow and I was trying to finish everything before he moved in so uh, I took two vacation days on Monday and Tuesday and and uh, to try to work and get all that done I was working from on my house and basically from 6 30 in the morning until one or two at night and had to do all kinds of crazy things like climb up in the attic and redo all the wiring because the way it was wired was basically a fire hazard. They just had, uh, they didn't have any junction boxes and everything was just, uh, some of the wires where they had them wired together didn't even have any, uh, none of them even had any wire nuts on them or anything. They just had tape and anyhow, it was a mess. And so I had to take care of that. And then last night I was working on finishing up the laminate floor upstairs and I was feeding a piece of laminate through the table saw and somehow the guard on the table saw got stuck and it didn't come down all the way and I managed to get my finger in the table saw and I cut off the tip of my finger and so I quickly grabbed a rag and wrapped it around my finger and took the piece of the finger that got caught off and put it in a plastic bag and went to the emergency room and um, was there until 3 in the morning and so they uh, they can't uh, they weren't able to reattach it and so what they got to do is send me to a hand specialist and this uh, hand specialist is going to uh, basically cut the bone and shorten my finger and then fold the skin over and recreate a fingertip there and so Anyhow, it's a big ordeal. Uh, a couple of uh, less than a second of uh, inattention or doing the wrong thing can cause some really bad things. And so I don't know how much the surgery is going to cost or how much the emergency room visit is going to cost. But anyhow, it's probably going to be a lot. So, yeah. So I guess the moral of the story is don't stick your finger in a saw. So. Anyhow, uh, this is the kind of week I've had, and so 
tomorrow I gotta leave work a little bit early to go to the uh, to go to see the hand specialist and then Thursday I've got to have a surgery so great stuff anyhow I'm not really too worried about all that I know that you know I have insurance at work and I also I know that uh, uh, God will take care of me and so I'm not too worried about that but anyway I just kind of mentioned that so you know I uh, kind of where I'm at and what's going on in my life and so that's where I'm at but today's topic, what I've been thinking about a lot, is the cost of being a disciple. And that's something that a lot of churches don't actually talk about. They just, they just say, hey, uh, come join our church, give us money, and everything will be great. God's going to be buddy-buddy with you, you're going to be at rich, everything's going to be great. But that isn't the message that Jesus taught. And I want to read from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 25 uh, through almost the end of the chapter. And it says, Large crowds were traveling with Jesus, and turning to them, he said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, Yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Suppose one of you wants to, to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and are not able to finish, everyone who sees it will ridicule you, will ridicule you saying, this person has begun to build and wasn't able to finish. Or suppose the king is about to go to war against another king. Won't he first sit down and consider whether or not he is able with 10,000 men to oppose the one coming against him with 20,000? If he is not able, he will send a delegation while the other is still a long way off and will ask for terms of peace. In the same way, those of you who do not give up everything you have cannot be my disciples. Salt is good, but if it loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is fit neither for the soil nor for the manure pile. It is thrown out. Whoever has ears, let him hear. And uh, I'd been thinking about the passage about building a tower all week. I was thinking about that there is a cost associated with being a follower of Jesus. And when I gave my heart to God, and when I told everyone I was Christian, I actually lost a number of friends who uh, decided that they didn't want to be friends with me anymore because I was a Christian, and I wasn't judging them or treating them any different, but they didn't want to be friends with me anymore because I'm Christian. And there are a lot of times things like that happens. But when Jesus said, if anyone comes to me and does not hate father and mother, wife and children, brother and sisters, yes, even their own life, such a person cannot be my disciple. And so Jesus wasn't suggesting that we hate our families or that we hate ourselves. But actually, what Jesus was actually saying is, is that Jesus was using a hyperbole. 
uh, or a figure of speech. And he was exaggerating to say it basically to make the point. He wasn't encouraging his followers to turn against their family members, but rather he was explaining that even devotion to a family does not supersede the call to discipleship. Jesus and God's kingdom must come first in life of a believer. And so basically he's saying whatever you have going on in life, it, no matter your family, that family's great, and Jesus wasn't against family, but he was saying that the gospel has to be more important to you than your family. And if, and if accepting the gospel means that you will lose family, you should still accept the gospel, because in the end, that's what really matters. And then, when he says, And whoever does not carry their cross and follow me cannot be my disciple. Well, this, when Jesus gave this sermon, it wasn't very long before uh, he went to the cross. And he knew that his death on the cross was imminent. And he wanted his disciples to understand that they may be subject to the same fate. And actually many of them were. Uh, and it wasn't just the disciples, but also the people who were considering joining Christianity and following Christ. But he wanted them to know that, that they may die for their faith. And as we now know on this side of history, that all, with the exception of John, all of the apostles were martyred, and they tried to martyr John, but he survived, so instead they exiled him to the island of Patmos. And so Jesus was saying that uh, if you really want to be his disciple, that you have to take up your cross and follow him. You have to be willing to die to the world so that you can live for, uh, live for him and live for the gospel. And then when he's talking about building the tower and sitting down and talking about the cost, he's talking about he was not really, he didn't really care if you build a tower or not. His point in that was that if you're going to build something, you obviously sit down and decide if you have enough money. And with all these house repairs, before each individual project that I start on my house, I think, okay, do I have enough money to, to do this because I don't want to start this project and then have it in a partial state of repair and then I don't have money to finish it, so I decide if I can afford it before I even start. And what Jesus is talking about is those people who say, oh yeah, we're gonna, we want to be followers of Christ, we want to be Christian, but then after they say they want to be Christians and after they start following Christ, things come along and things get hard and family members turn against them and friends turn against them and and they decide that the cost is too high, they decide they can't afford it and so they back out of the arrangement and decide that they would rather have the things of the world than God. And then, of course, when they abandoned Christianity because they uh, thought it was too expensive, the world was going to make fun of them and say, and, uh, say, see, we knew you couldn't do it, or we knew that it wasn't worthwhile. And so 
if you Jesus wanted to make sure that anybody who wanted to be his disciple considered the cost and became a Christian knowing what the cost was and being willing to pay it. And when I say the cost, I don't mean that something that we do to earn our salvation because nothing we do earns our salvation. Salvation was earned on the cross through Jesus. But what he is saying is that when we accept Christ, that there are going to be costs associated in this world because uh, the world is not really compatible with the gospel. And always throughout history, but especially nowadays, the world is really fighting against God and his kingdom and fighting against Christianity. And so it could be, sometimes it's very expensive. And there's actually places in the world where people are killed simply for being Christian. And and then he goes on with the example about the king who's going to war and he's not going to be able to do it. And then he goes off and he says, uh, talks about salt and in several places in the Bible Jesus compares this to salt. And so basically saying that if the salt isn't salty anymore then it's worthless. And he's telling us that he doesn't want us to start out on fire for God and then to say, oh, well, we don't, this is, this is too much, we can't do it, and then just fizzle out. And because that's not, it's not good for us, and it's not good for those people who would have joined the gospel or followed Christ, because once they see that we didn't do it, then they're like, well, why should we follow it? And I guess say that's not really a popular message today. Uh, a lot of these popular churches, they teach you that, oh yeah, you, you follow Christ and you're going to get a new sports car and you're going to get a promotion at work. And, and Jesus was saying, it'll be definitely be worth it to follow me, he says. But uh, his point was not that we would get stuff for following him or not that we would get rich because we won't. Jesus wanted us to know that sometimes there is a great cost associated and he wanted to make sure that we were going into this with our eyes open and that we were really with him. Because anything that we love more than God or anything that takes our devotion away from God is not good. And that's, I say, that's why he was talked about uh, hating your family uh, because the, the gospel is the most important thing. And if we don't follow God and we don't follow his gospel, then it's not going to be good for us. Uh, I always say that that with all these kind of things in life that you can choose, uh, if you didn't choose Jesus, it really doesn't matter what you chose because you uh, you wind up the same place if you didn't choose Jesus. And usually in life and uh, business, everything else, the things where there's the greatest reward, there is also the greatest risk. And there is, of course, a risk that in some parts of the world that we may be killed for believing in Christ. And there are 
here in the United States even, it is highly possible that you could lose friends for being Christian. Uh, in fact, if you ever hear of a of a celebrity that comes out and says they're Christian, you notice that all the rest of Hollywood starts to attack them. Like um, Chris Pratt, for instance. Chris Pratt had is openly Christian, and because he's Christian, there are other movie stars who are constantly attacking him and saying that he's a bad person and everything, even though he hasn't said anything against anybody or any group of people. They are speaking against him simply because he's Christian, simply because he believes the Bible and because he believes in God. Because anymore, it's not popular to believe in God. It's not because believing in God means that you have to change something about your life. Believing in God means that that you have to follow His commandments and that you have to live your life for Him. And the world is all about living your life for yourself. And people who are saying that you should live your life for God are in opposition to those who say that you should live for yourself. And... So whenever there's somebody who is openly Christian, they get attacked. And, of course, these are the kind of things that Jesus talked about. He wants you to know exactly what the cost is, and he wants you to agree to the cost. He's not Jesus wasn't like a used car salesman that says, oh yeah, you're going to buy this car, and everything's great on it, and, you, and then you get out of the parking lot, and then you realize it's got all kinds of problems. No, Jesus told you, everything, all of the benefits of his gospel, but he also told us of the possible ramifications for believing in him that we might lose family, that we might lose friends, that we might lose jobs, and so forth and so on. So, uh, that's basically all I've got for today with this message. Um, and I say this, I've said this before, but if I always like to share people's stories about how they came to Christ and how their life was better because of that. And so if you would like to share your story, if you would like to be on an episode of my podcast, or if you have suggestions for topics that I could uh, discuss in the future, um, please go to my website at genecurl.com. And while you're there, go to the contacts page and fill out a form or um, and tell me that you want to be a guest and I'll get back in touch with you and I would love to have you and thanks very much for listening to this episode and God bless thanks for listening to the Recovering Faith Podcast please rate and review this show and share it with your friends and family you are loved